This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And Saints fans, it is game day, and we are live here on the State of the Saints podcast to break down the week three matchup. The New Orleans Saints headed to Charlotte, North Carolina, to take on the Carolina Panthers on today. And I'm extremely excited about this because we all know uh, when the Saints lose, it seems like it's a very long week. And, um, you know, it's it's good to get these guys back on the field, especially from last week uh, when you watched the game where the Saints had it until about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden the game kind of pulled away and there was a lot of things that went wrong. And then, of course, you know, there's overreaction all week long. We need to bench this person. We need to cut that person. We need to replace this person with this person. You know, it always seems to be, you know, you know, the sky is falling every time the Saints lose. But it's good to see them back on the field. Good to have them uh, getting back on the field to take on the Carolina Panthers team that is still trying to figure it out. You know, the Carolina Panthers, they got a lot of talented players over there. And, uh, you know, Matt Rule uh seems to be on the hot seat a little bit you know the carolina panthers fans that i talk to seem like they are very disinterested and very disheartened by uh what this team was supposed to be and what it looks like but the new orleans saints can't take this lightly you know the carolina panthers 
play the New Orleans Saints really hard. Uh, if you look at the overall record, I mean, they really neck and neck. I think maybe the Carolina Panthers had like a game lead over the New Orleans Saints. So these teams throughout history have really battled it out, you know, for the NFC South. And, and for me, these two teams have been the class of the NFC South. We know about the Carolina Panthers being the first NFC South team to win back-to-back uh, NFC South titles. Uh, and then you have the New Orleans Saints, you know, who've won consistently. Uh, you know, the NFC South titles, I want to say four years in a row. So these teams have been a class of the NFC South. And anytime they match up against one another, they want to beat each other. And then not to mention, this is a, a division game. You know, the Saints losing on last week. Like You can't afford to lose another game uh, within your own division because then you'll find yourself playing catch up and you'll be third in the division. And then you have to find yourself trying to be desperate, going across the pond to take on the Minnesota Vikings. And, and you got to be able to get this win. You got to get this win because it's going to be an even longer ride across the pond if you have to go out there and, and take on the Minnesota Vikings coming on coming off two straight losses. But let's go ahead and look at the tail of the tape, man. Let's look at the tail of the tape when you talk about these two teams. You got the Carolina Panthers uh, been pretty, you know, saying pretty formidable. You know, they they kind of sputtered a little bit in the first halves of games, and then all of a sudden, you know, they 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 have fought themselves back that game versus the Cleveland Browns. It started off a little, a little ugly. And then the Carolina Panthers came roaring back, no pun intended. And, you know, they end up losing, you know, on a, on a late game field goal by the Cleveland Browns. And then against the New York Giants, that game was pretty tough. You know, it was a good defensive uh, matchup. You had Brian Burns, the linebacker, of the Carolina Panthers had two sacks in that game. Uh, it wasn't like Daniel Jones lit it up. And, you know, there were some things that the New York Giants did towards the end of the game that got them to win. Uh, there was some questions about the quarterback position, of course, with Baker Mayfield. Uh, he only had 100, 145 yards. Uh, for the most part, Chris McCaffrey was held in check before that, that long run that put him over 100 yards. But the Carolina Panthers are a really tough team. And I want to let every Saints fan know, if you think that, just because they said that the Carolina Panthers have lost nine straight regular season games and they don't know what they're going to do with their coach and it seems like the organization is in limbo right now, uh, you're sadly mistaken if you think the Saints just going to walk in here and just get a win. They're going to have to earn this. And you earn it, in my honest opinion, by doing something that you have been doing really well over the last couple of weeks, and that's running a football. The Saints have averaged 6.4 yards average. 6.4 yards average as a running back group over the last two weeks, right? To me, you need to run the football. Not because even the fact that you're actually being good at running a football, but the fact that you're on the road, okay? You want to be able to take the, the crowd out of the game. You want to be able to take Carolina out of the game by imposing your will offensively. 6.4 yards to carry is, is very, very good. And not to mention, uh, according to uh, Ian Rappaport, it looks like Al Alvin Kamara is going to be playing in this game. So Alvin Kamara, who was out last week with the rib injury, is going to give it a go uh, on today. Also, Jameis Winston is going to give it a go today. Uh, th they said that he's going to uh, start uh, this game after dealing with, you know, some of the things that he's dealing with with the back as well as the ankle. But look, um, I I'm going to be honest. You know, Jameis Winston has sucked versus the Carolina Panthers throughout his career. Uh, this guy, you know, he's had like nine touchdowns, but he has 16 interceptions total and eight fumble losses. 
So this is <laughs> this is one of those teams that just seems like they have Jameis Winston's number. Uh, the New Orleans Saints offensive line uh, have given up 10 sacks. Now, some people will say the offensive line hasn't been blocking. Some of those sacks, uh, I will have to say, are on Jameis. Uh, some of them are on the offensive line. Jameis has got to be able to get rid of the football, and he also has to be able to take what the defense gives him. This is going to be one of those games, in my opinion. They're going to be playing a lot of man-to-man coverage uh, with the Carolina Panthers. They trust Dante Jackson, and they trust J.C. Horn. So to me, I think that you have to be able to rely on a guy, you know, like a Jarvis Landry in this game. I think that when you talk about the outside, Michael Thomas, I think he's going to be able to get some catches and Chris Olave going to be on the outside, maybe trying to take the top off the defense. But Dante Jackson can run. He has great vertical leap. You know, he can he can go out there and he can, you know, he can run with the best of them. You know, so if they try to get the ball over the heads of the defense, Dante Jackson can be right there. So they have to be very, very careful. To me, this is a tight end. This is like a Jawan Johnson, Jarvis Landry type game. And you have to get Jarvis Landry more involved in the game. You know, Jarvis Landry coming off that seven catch, 111 or 114 yard uh, receiving game in Atlanta. I mean, he took a step back and I felt like he wasn't being looked at as often as he should. I think he only had maybe like 20 plus yards, you know, sent off a couple catches. And that's definitely not what you want from a Jarvis Landry. And also with Michael Thomas, you know, Michael Thomas is back. Michael Thomas is playing at a high level. There were times where I seen Michael Thomas open the entire time, but it just seems like, they wanted to go up top uh, to Chris Olave, and I don't have any problem with that, but you have seasoned veterans that are capable of catching a football, that are able to get separation on these defenders, and you got to be able to utilize them. And also, the Saints can't be afraid to go on some of these long drives. You know, you, you got to be able to be patient. I know you're trying to put up points on the board. You're trying to be one of the top offenses in the league, but it's okay sometimes for you to go on those nine, 10 play drives that may end up in field goals or those nine, 10 play drives that may end up in touchdowns. You got to be able to stay on the field because to me, the defense has been on the field way too long. I mean, I'm looking at third down convergence uh, over the last couple of weeks. Both teams have indeed struggled. I'm looking at the Saints on third down, they're eight of 26. And then I want to say that the Carolina Panthers, I, w- I was looking at them pulling up their stats. Now they're six of 23. So both of these teams are struggling on third down. That means it's it's, uh, it's taking them a a lot of time to be able to sustain these drives. They're not sustaining these drives, and they're putting their defense back on the field. And, you know, by the time is, you know, they got a little Gatorade in their system going over a a few plays, the next thing you know, they're out there. So you got to be able to sustain drives, and you do that by the running game. Look, I I think that the Saints need to run this football. They need to be able to win. uh, You know, they got to be able to win in the trenches if they're going to win this football game. Also, you have to uh, you you have to try to neutralize Christian McCaffrey the best way that you can. Uh, historically, no matter if we got Demario Davis, and I know people are very high on Pete Warner, who some of us feel like he's going to be the one chasing Christian McCaffrey around. But look, the Saints have struggled when Christian McCaffrey has been out here in the passing game, and I don't want to see that happen again. I think they need to neutralize this guy. And also, you got to be able to take all take away those playmakers. Robbie Anderson, who's able to stress the stress the defense. Uh, guys like you know DJ Moore, who's more of that you know intermediate guy. You know, what I'm saying you got to be able to get physical with these guys if you're going to win this football game. Uh, also, the offensive line, 
you got to protect Jameis Winston dealing with these back injuries. Now he has an ankle injury and some other things that he's dealing with. You got to be able to keep him upright, but Jameis has got to get rid of that football and you have to be able to practice ball security. Uh, as far as the defense of the New Orleans Saints, the defensive front, only one sack over the last two weeks. Uh, that's very uh, unconventional to me. I think that this is one of the best defenses in football, uh, but you got to be able to get home. Okay. Last the week one, I can kind of give you a little bit of a pass because Marcus Mariota's ability to be able to scramble and run after he doesn't see his first read. I, I give you that. All right. The RPO game, we know the Saints struggle with that. And you got to you got to kind of keep it honest because, you know, of the speed of Marcus Mariota. But week two versus Tom Brady, uh, you know, you got to be able to get home on a guy that's a stationary target. Some people were talking about how quick he got the ball out of his hands. Uh, OK, whatever. But you have to be able to get pressure. you got to be able to get Baker Mayfield off his spot. And we've seen over the last couple of weeks, if you do, there's there's a chance that he can turn the ball over, you know, whether it's a fumble or interception. You have to make sure that you keep this guy uh, very uncomfortable because Baker Mayfield is a very confident guy. And if he starts making plays, if he starts throwing the ball, if he starts scrambling for first downs, He's going to get in the back of his mind like, man, we can get these guys. We can take it. And I'm pretty sure even before all that happens, he's very confident, but he's even more confident uh, when you're not getting pressure on him. He's able to stand strong in that pocket and to deliver the football. So the Saints have to find ways, rather it's blitzing, rather it's sending somebody. You got to be able to get him off his spot. You got to be able to speed up that clock in his head because if that happens, then that means that you're going to, you know, you're going to end up getting turnovers. And the Carolina Panthers, they're looking for turnovers too. You know, this is the game right here where they probably feel like they're going to be able to get some turnovers. You know, the, the Saints running game, Mark Ingram has fumbled the last couple of weeks. Uh, we see uh, Jameis Winston fumble, you know, even though the Saints got the ball back. So Carolina is looking for some turnovers, something that they have not gotten all season long. But they have been getting pressure on the quarterbacks. So the Saints offensive line have got to protect Jameis Winston and Jameis has to make really good decisions. And, you know, being able to take what the defense giving them, checking it down to Alvin Kamara, checking it down, you know, saying to some of these uh, receivers out here, you know, that may be your second or your third read. But overall, I have the New Orleans Saints winning this football game, and it's going to be close. It's going to come down to a field goal, in my honest opinion. I got the Saints winning this game 23-20. to 20. Uh, I think that's going to come through some late-game heroics. Uh, it's probably going to be one of those games to me where we're probably going to be a little frustrated uh, you know, as a fan base, which we always are, especially when they're playing against Carolina. But I think the Saints are going to irk out the win. Uh, you have to be able to start fast. You know, I'm not saying you got to, by starting fast, that means you got to put up 21 points. But what I'm saying is you got to be able to start fast. All this garbage time stats and trying to come together in the fourth quarter. Look, it, get man, bump all that, okay? The Saints have to be able to start early. They can't just wait for you know, teams to their team to rev up, and then all of a sudden you try to come through when when the coverage is off. Okay, you got to be able to sustain some drives, and also this is something that I, I want. Also, you know, we talk about this guy a lot. You know, as far as him flipping field, but Blake Gillikin need a better outing. You know, last week I think that probably was one of his worst games punting. Uh, I, I want to see him getting back to like flipping the field. Maybe like that game when they played against Washington last season where he he definitely was the player of the game, dropping that ball within, you know, the 10, 5, and the 4-yard line, you know, giving these teams very hard field position to be able to work down 
the field in order for them to generate points. So that's some of the things I would like to see. Uh, now I'm going to go ahead and read some of your comments. We've got 163 people here right now. I ask that you hit the like button. Let everybody know that you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. But we're going to go with uh, Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey says, uh, and don't give Jameis Winston a short career. Basically, we're lying on Jameis Winston way too much. Uh, yes, it's a proven deal. There's 31 teams that choose from. Excuse me. Um, look, uh, Ramsey, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, look, I'm not sitting up here evaluating Jameis Winston's career based on every game that he plays, right? I, I'm just not. I know some people want to do that, but that's just not what I do here. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and criticize the guy for having a bad game because here's the reality. We're, we're, we're evaluating him based on him having bad games in Tampa, not bad games in New Orleans. It was a bad game. He had a lot of passes. He would even admit that he wants to get back. But I'm not going to sit up here and criticize a guy on every throw he makes and every mistake that he makes because what's the what's the point of that? What's the point of that, right? You know, like I, I don't understand what people get off at just saying the dude is terrible. Oh, man, let's get him up out of here. It was, it's just been one game in a Saints uniform. This guy has played, you know, in a few games in a Saints uniform as the starter. And last week was the worst game that he played. So I don't think that this is an indication. And until Jameis proves me right, I'm going to feel that way. I mean, until he proves me wrong, rap, you know, I'm going to continue to feel this way about Jameis Winston. You know, I'm going to give this guy a chance because he is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Rather, some of you like it or not. And this guy's arm uh, is the determining factor if the Saints are going to be winning week to week. You can wish all you want to. You can talk about bringing in Andy Dalton. You can talk about him, you know, not coming back next year and all that kind of stuff, but that is completely irrelevant. The Saints right now are under the leadership when it comes to the offense of Jameis Winston. So you have two options here, right? You can stop watching Saints football until you feel like, oh, the Saints making a better decision in your opinion, quote unquote, to bring in Andy Dalton, or you can continue to root for this team. You know, rather you have certain reservations about Jameis Winston or not you know it's basically your choice that's that's the way i look at it yeah uh let me stroll down a little bit thank you but thank you man i appreciate that says uh what what happened no one even knows what happened to you uh i don't know exactly what we're talking about here uh who that uh family let's see uh facts i'm gonna stroll down a little bit more man Derek says come on nation hit that like button for your man tj yeah, I, I agree, man. You know, if you like the content, if you like the show, go ahead and hit that like button. Let me turn down this tablet. Paxton walks in the room with his his tablet and he turns it up to the max every single time he comes in here. But <laughs> but yeah, um, stroll down. Let's see. Uh, well, you were uh greatly missed, Ghost. This is a completely different chat without you. Yeah, I ain't seen Ghostface, man. Glad to see you back, Ghostface. I ain't seen you in a while, man. I'm glad to to see you back. You know it's good to see you man hope everything's going fine stop criticizing winston because of bad games well you know look people gonna continue to do that regardless people gonna continue to talk about this dude regardless they're gonna continue to say uh these different type of things about him you know because they never liked him in the first place or they want to see this guy fail because of what he did in tampa so they feel like uh you know he he's a bad quarterback because of that um and they they don't want to see anymore but look he is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, so you just got to live with it. 
Breeze had bad games too. They ain't trying to hit it because here's, here's the reality, man. We live in the now, right? It's not about back then. It's about now. And now, you know, Drew Brees' career is over. And now people are evaluating Drew Brees by being a great quarterback. So what what is everybody going to remember? They ain't going to remember a five-interception game on a Thursday night versus Atlanta, right? They're going to remember, you know what I'm saying, all his late-game heroics and all the yards that he put up. So his career is over. And um, if you're comparing Jameis Winston to Drew Brees, I just think that that's totally unfair. I mean, because Drew Brees is one of the greatest of all time, and Jameis Winston is still trying to figure out what his career is going to be. What up, TJ? Great content as always. Rise up. Jutal, thank you, man. Appreciate you for being here. You know, uh, good luck to your team today. You know, I mean, I know there's, there's some big matchups coming up, uh, you know, from other teams. So thank you for being here, man. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, one of our guys getting a pick today, I got a feeling. Well, that would be nice. You know, the Saints need to generate more turnovers, in my opinion. Let's see. You, uh, well, they, I mean, they've been generating some turnovers and forcing some fumbles and stuff like that. I mean, they got one on Brady. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you, you want to be able to, you know, get some interceptions as well. Uh, even a great Drew Brees made a real bad throw and interception and lost his games. Never forget he did it in a loss uh, to the Rams. Well, look, like I said, Drew Brees' career is over, so people aren't going to evaluate him based on, like, his shortcomings and the games that, you know, he, he turned the ball over. You know, because Drew Brees, I, I will say this, in, in the defense of Drew Brees, he has given us more positive moments than negative, right? And, it, and especially, like, since where he came from. Like, Drew Brees came to New Orleans playing with house money. Because he really had not many quarterbacks to be compared to as far as great quarterback play. So he set the standard. So that's why a lot of us are upset because Drew Brees set a standard that we've grown accustomed to. You know, rather you were a Saints fan in the 90s and you seen a bunch of losses and all of a sudden he comes in and kind of changed that narrative. Or you fall into that category where you were young when he came in. So all you seen was prosperity from the quarterback position. So Drew Brees has given us all like prisoner of moment type personalities where you know saying like we feel like the sky is falling if we don't if a quarterback doesn't make a throw or he doesn't look like drew Brees. i'm not expecting a quarterback to look like drew Brees because to me that's basically genuinely impossible i think that drew Brees, the way that he plays the quarterback position the way that he he's able to dissect uh defenses and be able to put his guys in the best position i think that's one in a million and i just think that we have grown accustomed to the fact that he he was so great, we feel like anybody can do what he does. But I'm going to sound like a broken record when I say this because I say it all the time. If Drew Brees, if everybody can do what Drew Brees did, then how special would Drew Brees be? And that's a question I think a lot of people need to answer. You know what I'm saying? And ask themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, how great would he be? He's, he's special for a reason. And if you're expecting Jameis Winston to just turn into Drew Brees, I think you're sadly mistaken. Heck, I mean, I think that if if the Saints was to, you know, bring in another quarterback, if Jameis didn't pan out, I think if you're looking for Drew Brees, I think you'll be sadly mistaken. What you need to be focused on is consistency on the offensive side of the football. Rather, it comes in the running game or a pass, you know, a pass to a Michael Thomas, and it seems like a five-yard game going to turn into a 15. It's about offensive efficiency. It's about controlling the time of possession and not turning the ball over, not shooting yourself in the foot. I don't care if you you throwing 300 yard, you know, 300 yards a game or you're throwing bombs down the field. Some of you, that's probably a deal breaker for you. You want to see a pretty deep ball down the field to Chris Olave. I don't mind that 
from time to time. I want teams to respect the fact that you can have a deep ball, but I don't think that is extremely necessary every single game. Like some of us, we that's what we want. We want a Patrick Mahomes, a, a Josh Allen type performance from our quarterback. And anything else, in the words of Charles Barkley, would be uncivilized. Well, everybody don't have to throw for 300 yards. I just care about them winning. I'm, I care about offensive efficiency. That's what I care about. I care about having a balanced attack, not throwing for 300 yards and trying to eclipse J, uh, Drew Brees' records. Who cares? Who cares at the end of the day? If the Saints win this game 21 to 20, would you care? Like the fact that the Saints came back, beat the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 26. Do the, like, do you care like that they didn't blow them out? No. The fact is the Saints won. And that's a that's a uh you know what I'm saying that's a check in the win column, you know, as long as you have more points than the opponent. So that's that's just the way I see it. I don't have to like they ain't gotta have a, a dominant performance every week. I just want them to be efficient. Just came to tell you who that, and I love this community. Thanks for all you do, TJ. Tier one, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for stopping by. Uh please hit the like button if you have not already. Uh how Saints fans feeling today. I feel good, you know. I feel good to, you know, to be able to talk about this game, to be able to watch this game when it comes on. You know, I don't have a I don't have any issue at all. Right? Out of my my feelings about this team don't waver from week to week. Yeah, there're probably going to be some weeks where I'll be frustrated at the performance. Uh but it is not, you know, I'm not going to just sit up here and act like the sky is falling because two games have been played in the Saints of 500. Like, honestly, you know, if they were to lose this game today, I still wouldn't be sitting up here talking about they need to panic. I, I, I feel like they would have a little bit more of a sense of urgency uh, when it comes to, you know, going across the pond to take on Minnesota. But I still wouldn't feel like the season is over for these guys because I, I've seen, you know, I've seen teams that start off slow and then, you know, these things start to kind of come together. And, and, you know, and I think that, you know, a lot of us just look at this team and we just, our expectations were so high going into the season. We just thought that this team was going to be putting up 40 points off the, off the rip. But I just think that in that case, it's our own fault. You know, if, if you have like certain expectations, right. Uh, and the team or the person doesn't exceed them, then, you know, maybe you need to look at yourself and be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I expected a little bit too much. And I think that that's where a lot of anger comes from because I think we, we can't really figure it out. Um, you know, the fact that, oh, man, we got Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and we just putting up these many points and we can't put up 40 and guys can't go over 200. I, I just think that our expectations have allowed us to be in this position. If you walk into this game today, just being upset and, and ticked off and acting as if the sky is falling. I feel like this, you, that you basically kind of brought that on yourself, right? I think uh, Baker is better than Jameis. Well, you know, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, both of these guys are trying to, like, rewrite their career and what the, the narrative is about them. You know, they got a lot of similarities. Both were first overall picks. Both won the Heisman Trophy. Both, uh, you know, led their team, you know what I'm saying, to prosperity. You know what I'm saying, put up big numbers. Jameis had a national championship victory. You know, Baker Mayfield played in the college football playoff. So, I mean, these guys have had success on a collegiate level and they were supposed to have success on the ultimate level, which is the NFL level. And if you're a first overall pick, that means that the organization that drafted you had high expectations for you. So 
there's a lot of similarities when it comes to that but i just don't know you know i think both guys uh have a certain skill set that can be beneficial but you know sometimes it's about between between the uh, ears you know you got to be able to make the right decision and i understand things are coming at you fast but you got to be able to make the right decision and get the ball into your playmakers hands and allow them to make plays but i don't know if one is better than the other to be honest with you i mean if we talk about arm talent or abilities you know, you probably got to get at to Jameis, but I don't think that either one of them, uh, in my honest opinion, have really written a narrative about themselves just yet. Their careers are not over, so who knows? I don't think there's a conversation that we should be having on today because both of these guys are trying to do something a little bit different, and both guys have been written off. Joe Ray has smoking meth this morning, yo. <laughs> uh, good morning, Who That Nation. Uh, Joe, that's that uh, don't show that you smoking dope or something. Well, look, I just think that, you know, people find different ways to try to discredit, you know, Jameis Winston. Because once again, I just feel like that Tampa narrative is is in their head and it's hard for them to shake it. Baker has proven more than Jameis in this league. Um, I don't know about that, Joe. I mean, the only thing you can say, to be honest with you, is the fact that I guess you can say Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, went to the playoffs with the Cleveland Browns. They, they uh, you know, whooped up on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round of the playoffs, right? You know what I'm saying? I think that's the only thing that you kind of can really say. And then on top of that, I mean, they were really close going to the AFC Championship game. You know, I think I want to say uh, Chad Henney, uh, you know, scrambled for like 13 yards, you know, to sustain that drive. And then he threw that – uh wide receiver screen to uh, Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, they were pretty close to going to the AFC Championship game. But I will say that 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 team was very run-dominant when you had Nick Chubb and you had Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, you got those two guys in the backfield. It's kind of hard for you to be losing some games. So I think you can say from that particular level, but when it comes to the passing level, I mean, Jameis Winston has, has put up some some big yards. And – um you know, I mean, he hasn't led a team to a playoff yet. So in that regard, I will agree with you. But I won't say he had more success than Jameis because that's not true. Uh, he was nine and nine. Drew Brees made the standard for quarterbacks to follow. Jameis has no excuse but to execute the office. Well, look, once again, you're saying that Drew Brees made the standard for quarterback. Yeah, he did make the standard. But also, he made the standards. I want people to understand this. Drew Brees not only made the standard for the quarterback play in New Orleans, but the entire NFL. Like, this guy is second all-time in passing yards, right? He's number one all-time in completion percentage. Like, you know, like, come on, man. Like, not only are guys inside the Saints organization trying to, you know, put the shoes on and trying to fill these shoes, but the entire NFL. Right. I mean, he basically changed the way the quarterback position was played, you know, especially like for some of these younger. I mean, these shorter guys. Right. I mean, Drew Brees is a trailblazer, not just for his, his you know, for what he did in New Orleans, but entire NFL, what he did for, for the NFL. So I just don't understand it. You know, I don't understand how people why people just can't understand that quarterbacks are great for a reason. They They, they are great for a reason. There's a reason why people years you know for years and years and years continue to talk about guys like joe montana and continue to talk about guys like terry bradshaw and roger Starback because those guys left a legacy right 
And regardless to, you know what I'm saying, maybe you can probably throw in Cho- Troy Eggman, but the Cowboys, you know what I'm saying, like there's a standard at the quarterback position that Roger Starback left, Don Meredith left behind, Troy Eggman left behind, you know, Dak and, and Romo were trying to fill that. When it comes to the New Orleans Saints, it's the same way. So everybody expected any of these quarterbacks to be Drew Brees. Like, you still looking for Drew Brees. Drew Brees is gone. Drew Brees is out of here. He's retired. And we continue to try to find ourselves looking for a guy that resembles Drew Brees when it comes to the passing attack. But Drew Brees was so special. Drew Brees was so special that some of y'all feel like what he did was normal. So you feel like you can just find this everywhere. But there's a reason why the Miami Dolphins continue to look for the guy to replace Dan Marino. And there's a reason why the Denver Broncos continue to try to find somebody to fill the shoes of a, of a John Elway. And just now, the, the Buffalo Bills have finally found a replacement, a guy to replace Jim Kelly in that famous K, K-Gun offense. So some of you need to understand that great quarterbacks do not grow on trees and offensive innovation and, and guys leading leading that, you know, in, at the quarterback position are hard to find. Drew, Like I said, Drew Brees was so great that some of y'all feel like what he did was so normal that anybody – and everybody should be able to resemble what he's done. And that's not true. That is not true. So if you feel that way, I think that you need to kind of change the change the way you're thinking because Drew Brees was that special. And I'm not hating on Jameis. I want him to prove me wrong. I'm just spitting facts. I don't know about spitting facts, Joe, but I can understand like how you feel about a certain thing. You know, I, all this stuff is just basically opinionated, you know. I, I just, I'm just being real, you know. I don't think that's that's facts. That's that's more of your opinion. But if you want to tell me, okay, maybe because he had a playoff appearance, okay, you know what I'm saying. But he did, you know what I'm saying. He did like turn the ball over quite a bit his his rookie year too. Just you know what I'm saying. Just as Jameis has done throughout his career, I think both of them just have struggles. I just think that the only thing that you can say when it comes to like Baker Mayfield that he has over Jameis is the fact that his team went to the playoffs and Jameis hasn't led a team to the playoffs just yet. Joe needs to leave that bath to uh, Mep alone. Joe is comedy. You need to be a comedian. Jameis needs to stop looking down uh, his receivers at snap. Who that? Uh, New England coach uh, watched our performance last week for sure. Well, join at halftime, Joe, and then we can see who's better today so you people say i'm smoking something how about you throw facts at me instead of uh saying that uh all you got uh since you love Jameis so much uh i just don't it's not about loving Jameis. i mean if we want to talk about like stats at, at this particular time Jameis winston is completing about 60 some odd percent of his passes baker mayfield is completing about 54 percent of his passes Jameis Winston is like, you know, both of them trash, but you know what I'm saying? Like he converted nine uh third down conversions. I help, you know what I'm saying, to you know, from you know, nine to uh first down, third down conversions. And uh Baker has what four? You know, Baker has three turnovers, you know what I'm saying, three fumbles lost, one interception. So that's four. Jameis has what three turnovers as at total. So if we're talking about like who's better and who's playing at the quarterback position better, I mean, at this particular time, both of them leave a lot to be desired, but 
if we're talking about completion percentage, uh, you you gotta you gotta roll with Jameis, you know. But if you want to talk to me about oh Jameis Winston, you know, having led the team to the post, that's that's the only thing to me that Jameis hasn't done that that Baker has. You know, that's that's the only thing he does. You know, that's that's the only thing he has done that that Baker Mayfield has done. Why don't we attack the scenes? All they do is use cover two against Jameis. The holes in the defense are there. Again, we need to hit uh, the seams when they play that cover three. Well, like I said, there was a few plays that he would want back, and I agree with you. You know, you got to be able to attack the seams, and you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to utilize uh, the guys like Michael Thomas and, and Jarvis Landry. We lost against Tampa because turnovers and losing on third down. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same similar situation that happened in the divisional round. Uh, no more waiting. It's game. It's game day. Who that Jerry? OG, God bless you. Bless your OG. Let's see. Jameis didn't win those games. Our defense won those games last year. Man, are you kidding me? What about those five? What about that five touchdowns versus Green Bay? What about that? What about the game versus uh, the New England Patriots when he threw for three touchdowns? All right. What about the game where he was playing Tampa? And the Saints were up, you know what I'm saying, by double digits before he got injured. So what about those games? What about, you know what I'm saying? Like we we like I said, we quick to like, like, come on, man. I understand. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand that you may, you know what I'm saying, he may not be your quiet taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that completely, but let's not like try to create this narrative uh, that this dude is just, you know what I'm saying, like this dude hasn't made plays in order to help the team win. He did it in week one. What was the defense then? That was the, one of the worst performances the defense had, right? Who facilitated that four-quarter comeback? Who went 16 of 19? So let, let's not act like this dude is just, like, he hasn't done anything. Like, the guy has done something. You know, like, he has, like, you know, he has been an important part of the Saints winning football games. Let's not act like this is, like, on some Trevor Simeon type stuff, you know, where you just kind of get hot in the full quarter or something and you look like slow. Like there's been games where he has been an integral part in the Saints winning those football games. So if you, I mean, if you don't like them, then fine, but let's not just throw like trash. Jameis has averaged under 200 yards a game as a Saint. Who cares? Like who cares? Like, that, that's the thing, man. Y'all fall in love with these big arms. Y'all expect a guy to have 400 yards of total offense, and that's cool. But did they win the game? Like, did they win the game? Who cares? Like, I want I, – I, that's what I'm trying to, like, get people to stop thinking about. Like, who cares if a guy's throwing for three, 400 yards a game? Like, say that for the hot takes and the shock jocks out there. Like, I care about winning. Like, if he threw for, you know what I'm saying, he averaging 200 yards or under 200 yards and they winning, who cares? If he's making the throws in order to sustain drives, who cares? That's that's the thing I'm talking about when we talk about comparing him to, like, how Drew Brees playing a quarterback position. Who cares? If the Saints revert to being a run team, I would not care. If that means they're getting more runs and, you know what I'm saying, they're throwing the ball and you seeing him not – you know what I'm saying? Getting over 200 yards. Look, I can care less as long as the Saints are winning. I don't care how it looks. Y'all y'all looking for sex appeal. I'm not. I don't care. I don't care how sexy it looks. It's about a win. Like, I, I don't care about that. I care about if the guy's going to continue to win football games. 
y'all can have the three and 400 yards. And if you go back and look in the course of time, most of the guys that's putting up these yards and throwing the ball 40 and 50 times, their team ain't winning. They probably playing from behind. So I'd rather have a balance attack. And if that means that it's coming in the form of sustaining drives and him not, you know, getting over 250, 300 yards, who cares? As long as the Saints are winning, when it comes to the box score, you know, like that's the only thing I care about. I save the bells and whistles uh, for, you know, parades and magic shows. If he doesn't produce this year, he will be gone. I agree with that. But let's not prematurely like just throw the dude out the door. You know, like, come on, man, let's give this dude a chance. Like, this guy's the starting quarterback of the Saints. Some of y'all just ready to throw this man up out the door. Like, what, what does that benefit? Like, what does that benefit if he if if he plays as bad as y'all want him to play or you, you're saying he playing? How does that benefit? Like, how like do you understand if he plays bad, then that means that your team is not going to be successful? So why not root for a guy? Why not root for a guy? And, and I, I don't care who it is. I don't, look, if it was it, – it can be Andy Dalton. It can be Ian Book. If he's a starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, I'm rooting for him. I don't want to see this guy fail. Calling him a bum and saying that he ain't this and he a turnover machine and the Saints made a mistake. Like, how? what, what does that benefit? I, I just want y'all – I just want to know, what does that benefit? Do y'all just want to be right so y'all can just pat yourself on the chest and lean back in your lazy boy and just be like, I told you so. Well, your team is losing. Your team is failing. Who cares? Who cares about being right at that particular time, right? If somebody say, don't lean up against this this button right here because it'll activate a bomb, and then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, you lean back towards it or whatever like that, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, towards the last, like, two seconds, you press the button and it stops. You're like, oh, well, I told you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you about to kill a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so why is it that why is it that people just care more about being right about Jameis than being wrong about him and watching your team succeed? I, I'm I'm serious, man. I'm I'm questioning some of y'all. I, I think that some of y'all, I'm gonna be 100 percent real. I think that some of y'all would rather be right about Jameis and watch the team fail than to watch him succeed and watch his team be successful. That's sad, bro. I, I'm I'm serious. Like I think some of y'all would rather see him fail because you want to be right about him. Time management is important in football. I agree 100%, TJ. What up, TJ? Finally caught it live. B. Thomas, thank you for being here, man. Uh, Let's see. Have we ever beat the Panthers by more than two scores? I ain't got the memory. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, week? It was like uh, week 17 a couple years ago. They beat them like 41 or 7. Um, You know what I mean? There, there's been times where they've been blowouts, but they've been few and far in between, and I don't think there's going to be a blowout today. Taysom didn't have a single turnover after that Dallas game. Go check the stats. So you're saying that Taysom Hill is the answer? I'm just I'm just trying to see. So you're saying that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston? Call me crazy, TJ, but I have a full trust that Jameis is going to get it together. We'll be fine. Uh, ticks me off that so-called Saints fans are anxious for Jameis to fail to support their jacked-up narrative. Pretty much. Uh, that was Trevor who lost those games. And it benefits no one to trash your, t- your team's players or demoralize them and plays get worse. And to be honest, like, be, I'm just being real. I don't understand it. 
I get no pride at, at telling you if a guy's not good or he hasn't played well. I get no pride in that. Some of y'all feel like y'all do. TJ, I saw uh, we uh, elevated Demarcus Fields on the practice squad after putting Elante on our curious on your thoughts, uh, opinions of him, if you are familiar with his play. Well, I've, I've seen him play a couple of times. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be uh, playing any snaps, you know, on the defensive side. I think it's probably more on special teams. He's probably going to be a gunner. I don't want to see him out there. I mean, I, I he was responsible for, if you remember, uh, the Houston Texan game in preseason. He was the one that got worked for that touchdown. I mean, he was getting worked out there. You know, he had his back turned. So I don't expect for him to uh, be playing in this game as a, you know, a guy in the rotation. I just expect him to kind of get elevated uh, due to his special teams play. So I expect for him to be there because of that. Not so much about, you know, him coming out there playing corner or something. I don't see that happening. Come on, TJ. If Ian was in there, you wouldn't be talking like this? No, I would not. I would not. I wouldn't be talking like this. Because here's the thing. I would I would evaluate. I would evaluate the guy and, you know what I'm saying, talk about some of the things. But I wouldn't be sitting up here talking about, oh, this dude, you know what I'm saying, the trash, he ain't never going to be nothing. You know, I at the time, you know what I'm saying, I was just doing that based on his play and him doing what he was doing in the preseason. And then on top of that, I knew he had no – he had no chance of being like the backup quarterback. It was already solidified. My thing about it is I'm like, this dude isn't good enough to make the team. I was looking at it from that particular uh, perspective. You know, like I, he was playing that bad in my opinion. But no, I wouldn't be sitting up here criticizing the dude and talking about him like that. You know, I always, you know, try to be as objective as I as I can about guys. I don't just sit up here and just rake them through the codes because, you know, I got a I got an agenda that I need to create. No, no, I, I, I don't do that. But yeah, if he if he played bad, like you you talking to you talking about a person that's been on the chopping block because, you know, I talked about Drew Brees playing bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people would like stop watching the show. I'm I'm unsubscribing to you. Like, bro, I'm going to call it like it is. If the dude played bad, I told I said he played bad, but I'm not going to sit up here and just say, oh, it's just the end of it. And he ain't never going to be nothing. If he played bad, he played bad. You call a spade a spade and keep it moving. Uh, Who that TJ? Uh, Let's go. Uh, Let's go nation. Yeah. Brian, thank you very much for the $10. I appreciate that, man uh all winners play hero and you're down and trying to win i watched breeze play gunslinger uh when we were down and we never had people call him a want to be hero y'all have to stop um winston is a better quarterback than hill go away i know he's not saying that i know i know my cousin and friends are diehard saints fans like me but never wanted winston from jump when Winston was a buck, I was worried he would light us up. Didn't have the same worry for Josh Freeman. Yeah, look, I mean, a lot of people didn't want him because of what he did in Tampa. Doesn't matter what he looked like at quarterback. You guys just keep saying Jameis is 5-2, and two, and that should be all that matters. But you guys last year bad taste him even though he won games at the end of the day. Look, <laughs> he was, he was what he was. Right, he, he did win games, but you're not gonna like you ain't not gonna continue to have sustainable success like that. And I honestly, 
it was proven right because that last game versus the Atlanta Falcons, he had that Liz Frank injury. If the Saints would have went into the playoffs, that was a strong change that he probably wouldn't even play because he needed surgery. So, you know, like you can't like the way that he plays with reckless abandons and being able to run people over. And that's just his style. You're not going to have sustainable success because he's going to be missing games more times than not because of, you know what I'm saying, the way that he plays the quarterback position. But, you know, look, he did some good things. But if you're going to sit up here and tell me that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, then you out of your mind. Like, you, you got to be out of your mind. Like, seriously. Like, I like Taysom Hill as well as the next man. I like his heart. I think he's the heart and soul of this team when it comes to, like, when they need a spark. You put him in, he makes some things happen. But if you're going to sit up here and tell me that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, like, you out of your mind. Like, seriously, you like you, you are out of your mind. Like, I don't know what to tell you. If you think this – like, if you think Taysom Hill is better than Jameis Winston throwing the football, I ain't talking about running. I'm talking about throwing the football, making throws on a run. I'm talking about – slinging that thing down the field i'm talking about the tools that you need to play the quarterback position if you think Taysom hill is better than Jameis winston then you gotta be insane and i and i don't feel bad about saying that because not only do i not believe you but the whole coaching staff don't believe you if that was the case if they felt like he was just that leap, leaps and bounds better at the quarterback position than Jameis. Then somebody answer this question for me. Why is Taysom Hill under the position of tight end right now as we speak? And that's not coming from me. That's coming from the, the, the organization. The organization pretty much nipped that in the bud. If if he was if he was closer to Jameis as you think, then why isn't he playing a quarterback position? Hey TJ, what's our answer for CMC and Lattimore? Well, look, for CMC, um, I, I just feel like, look, you got to be able to know where he is at all times. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, man. It's going to be a tough game for uh, the New Orleans Saints and being able to keep up uh, with Chris McCaffrey. I mean, even Demario Davis, I mean, he struggles versus Chris McCaffrey. Like, yeah, he did last year. Uh, Zach Bourne, I mean, that's when we realized he wasn't nothing, you know what I'm saying, but a special teams guy. And uh, you got uh, P. Warren out there. So we'll, we'll see. But they got to be able to know where he is at all times. TJ, why are you giving this Joe Reyes uh, so much air? We are sick of him. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I'm i just going by. I'm just reading what, what I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of these Taysom Hill at quarterback people. Get over it. He's not good at quarterback. He can't read defenses. I don't think I think he can read defenses. I ain't gonna take that away from him. I just think that when it comes to playing a quarterback position, he leaves a lot to be desired. Y'all stop addressing Joe. Uh, he's all over the place. Let's see. It's only th- uh, week three. People give it a break. Salute to Jameis Winston. Win, lose, or draw. I'm riding with him until further notice. Uh, so you think Taysom is terrible, but you want him over Jameis? Please make it make sense. Uh. How is Ingram averaging over five yards at 32? I hope he can sustain that if Jameis fails to cooperate AK in a passing game. Yeah, I think that uh, Mark is running the ball really well. I think the issue is, of course, is turnovers. 
uh hey tj have you ever did a podcast with big cat uh that carolina panther fan is very disrespectful uh yeah I've, I've been on a podcast with him i never uh done a podcast uh i never done a podcast with him like one-on-one uh i think that he's entertaining if i give him that but he just um the way that he kind of approaches uh his talk is a little bit different from mine um you know but hey that's just him you know what i'm saying like that's that's just the way he decides he <clears throat> wants to do his thing i mean he's pretty successful when it comes to like uh carolina panthers uh being a podcaster but uh no i haven't ever just done a show with him uh not long i'm sure at uh mega prime time let's see is the hell now button working <laughs> just saying he won games is all and you guys are bashing james off being five and two uh but he plays like trash Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, there are plenty of quarterbacks with less talent than Jameis uh, that have had winning records. May uh, I interest Taysom uh, stands in the Aaron Brooks era? He was electrifying when Blake went down. Who that nation says start him? And then, uh, let me see, they, uh, they hated him because he averaged. Jeff Blake uh, was a better quarterback. Yeah, Jeff Blake was a better quarterback, but uh, Aaron Brooks came in and the Saints started rolling. Uh, these people are insane he's probably a panthers fan trolling y'all i'm 29 have been a saints fan since 05 that explains a lot tj you just uh <laughs> tj just because you win games doesn't mean you played well uh being a good quarterback is not the same at making a couple of plays to win a few games people are conflating the two joe been here uh before he just drank <laughs> Four fractured vertebrae and still makes it look effortless. Uh, Winston, the troop. Last four years, we had injury at quarterback as contender, not to mention Mike T and our first uh, round rookie injury. Uh, AK injury years, I don't know uh, why we can't uh, shake the injury bug. I don't know either. We've had injuries. DA knew Hill wasn't a quarterback, and I'm so glad he put an end to that fantasy. Uh, already read that one there's a difference between holding a player accountable for a poor play and just hoping he fails so you uh you're wrong clock can be right twice y'all like uh projecting huh yeah let's see Jameis back is fine it's just pain tolerance and he built uh to handle pain his off-season uh training helps uh with pain tolerance uh even though folks laugh well, look, uh, Super Nola TV, um, this is the guy, shots out to him. He's the one that, that creates all that great content and those videos that we see of Jameis Winston training. Uh, he travels with him, and he does an outstanding job, man. So uh, shots out to uh, Super Nola. Y'all make sure y'all follow him on Instagram and all streaming platforms because he does an outstanding job, man, uh, covering and documenting uh, Jameis Winston's uh, rehabilitation success uh from the time like when when he was actually training to be in competition with Taysom Hill so shouts out to that brother continue to do uh really good work man and appreciate the quality of work uh that you do uh, probably probably needed you yesterday when I was watching that Jackson State uh Mississippi Valley game on ESPN was a what was an absolute disgrace um the sound quality was trash the video quality was trash 
like i'm serious man like the video quality of of that game looked like something you'll watch on vhs i would just i was just waiting for the, the squiggly black and white line to go across my tv that's how bad the quality was and then the sound was so trash i, I said the sound was almost similar to a walkie-talkie call in vietnam you know we got Troy all over. That, that's what it sounds like. You know what I'm saying? With trash. Like, they, they need to do better, man. And I, I see, like, I know we're supposed to be talking about saying, but it just kind of triggered me. The fact that I see some of these people that's, that's graduated from these HBCUs, attend these HBCUs, talking like, man, well, at least we own ESPN. No, man. Look, we need to stop with the narrative of being happy at just getting crumbs that that just dropped from the rich man's table right you know what i'm saying it's like almost like that parable right you know what i'm saying like you know the the beggar at the fence right if you if you read the bible you know like you know he was just happy at getting the crumbs from the rich man's table and this man he won't give him that but some of y'all just excited about that like i don't care you know what i'm saying like we need to have better standards than that and that was just absolute disgrace man watching that on tv that was that was horrible, man. That that was straight up horrible. And I don't care what HBCU you went to, and, and it's not just that Jackson State Valley. I, I've seen Grambling, you know, and when they played, I mean, it looked terrible, man. Them dudes sound like they was recording in an apartment somewhere, in a two bedroom apartment. Oh hell, even the efficiency or something. I don't know where, where everything just in a wide open space. That's sad, man. I'm not going to accept that. You ain't about to tell me that you can't send better camera crew. And you can't send better sound quality. They just don't want to. From the streams, always going out, always having technical difficulties. How many technical difficulties you see in a Clemson game or an Alabama game? Or hell, if you want to go a little low in a Vanderbilt game. So miss me with that stuff right there. I'm sorry, folks. I know this is a Saints uh, show, but I'm, I'm a graduate of HBCU. I went to Jackson State University. And I know a lot of HBCU graduates and, and attenders of HBCUs are watching this right now. We need to do better because I, I can't accept that bull right there. That was trash. Absolute trash. That's all I need uh, to know about Joe. Uh, you wet behind the ears to understand the struggle of the truth. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see. Uh, should the Saints bring back Janoris Jenkins for depth in the secondary? That wouldn't be a bad idea. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, we know that he like playing here, and definitely, you know, what I'm saying like if if he uh if he can fill that role, and I know that he can, you know, I think that I think that would be a good, I think that'd be a good thing. The video quality was so bad for that JSU game that I couldn't watch it. I mean, it was it was it was man, my goodness, I was embarrassed. Uh, let me see, Foles, Matt, Jimmy G, prove you can win or have a team in contention with good roster. I believe Winston can do the same with with, with this one. People are under uh, the illusion that every single elite quarterback guarantees a Super Bowl ring. That ain't true, because Drew only got one. Aaron Rodgers only got one. If I'm not mistaken, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what well, he only got one. Am I, am I mistaken? So just because you're an elite quarterback don't mean that just going to translate to this to success. I, I don't even think it's about success. I just think people just want to see a pretty deep ball thrown down the field and, and 400 yards of, of, of passing. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm waiting for an answer. How many touchdowns does Taysom have since he's been with the Saints as a quarterback? Not anything else. 
I want how many touchdowns he's got as a quarterback for the Saints. Talking about passing the ball, not many. Rushing it, yeah. TJ woke up choosing knowledge. Hey, man, you got to. You got to be able to use some level of logic. LSU ESPN video was bad also. Man, they, they need to do better. Look, I get it. You know, sometimes, you know, you want to be able to put those big games out there and you want to put the best quality. And I, I'm not expecting them to, you know what I'm saying, to have like the, the, the same type of quality as a national championship or a bowl game. But God, dog, man, can we at least have two cameras? Right? Can we at least have two cameras? Can we have some better quality on the field? Like, even like with the referees. Like referees, you know what I'm saying? Like speakers don't be working. It's like this every game. It's like this every game. I, I don't get it, man. Like how they just send a bare minimum and we just okay with that. I, I'm not okay with that. I don't want the bare minimum of nothing. I don't care what it is. I want I want quality. Like I feel like that's insulting. You know, like man, if I don't know if you invite somebody over for dinner, you know what I'm saying? Be like, man, I want you to come over for dinner. We gotta have a good time. And, you know, like I'm mean, just saying, if you're you're courting somebody, right? Guy, you know what I'm saying? You invite a lady over to your house for dinner, and then you come through with some ham and cheese sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, man. Like, step your game up. Ain't nothing wrong with ham and cheese. I had that the last night. But I'm just saying though, man, when you're trying to like impress somebody or make somebody understand, like, okay, man, I'm I'm putting some thought into this thing. You ain't about to just pull out no ham and cheese sandwiches, but some of y'all probably do. That's probably why you ain't get a second date. But I'm just saying, you don't want to pull out the ham and cheese. You, you can pull out the ham and cheese sometime, but you know, there are ham and cheese moments, right? You see a beautiful girl, you know what I'm saying? You think that, like, man, I want to really, you know, take this girl out, show us something nice. You ain't about to do no, you ain't about to just bring out no ham and cheese sandwich. You know what I'm saying? You're going to try to get on YouTube, try to. Find out how to make filet mignon or some lamb chops or something. You know what I'm saying? Put the little, you know what I'm saying, leaves on a plate, you know what I'm saying, to be presentable. That what you're going to do. Man, so, man that, was, that was ham and cheese yesterday. That was ham and cheese. Amen, TJ. HBCUs need to step their game up. The quality, I'm HBCU grad as well. Exactly, man. Like, let's stop selling for less. Jameis had 14 in seven games last season. He'll his career uh, again you have to uh take uh take some running into account man i'm joe come on man come on man we 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 we've been moving the goalposts for a minute man first we were talking about baker then we started talking about him being better than Jameis. now we talking about Taysom being better than Jameis. like we get it you don't like Jameis winston man we get it although i wanted joe to answer it and he didn't cause uh, he was too busy changing his profile uh, picture, uh, getting slammed. Well, look, I, mm -mm, I don't know. Look, man, we get it. We get it. You, you we, you, you don't think Jameis is dancing? Uh, we got it. If Jameis takes uh, his checkdowns, his game is, uh, his, his game would be expeditiously better. Yeah, I mean, you just got to make better decisions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I guess you put it up talking about the ham and cheese. Yeah, man. Look, you got to pick your ham and cheese moments. I'm I'm speaking to all my guys out there. You know what I'm saying? You probably, you know, probably looking for, you know, a, a beautiful lady want to take out on a date, you know, have a relationship with. Look, you you, got, you can't start with ham and cheese. You got to work your way to that. Like me, you know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been, I've been married for two years, okay? 
if my wife come home be like what you cook now nah, we we just made some ham and cheese she'll come up here probably eat that ham and cheese but i had to work i had to work my way up to the ham and cheese all right you know what I'm saying? I, they, they had to have like some 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 steak and some baked chicken along the way for me to get to that ham and cheese. All right. You, you can't just start off with ham and cheese off the bat. All right. You start off with some good quality. Uh, I feel like Jawan Johnson showed his behind today. He typically scores on the Panthers with tight ends. Uh Taysom's out, uh, but Vanette will be used uh in an in a line uh blocker. Well, Taysom being out is huge in my opinion because he's such a matchup nightmare. I go all out, <laughs> bagel bites. <laughs> TJ, uh, most of their microphones on Lailway. Yeah, for real. Sound like sound like um it sound like Joe Clark, you know what I'm saying? When he was trying to get the chains off the door. Call turn, call turn to Joe Clark. <laughs> Take those chains off the door. The enemy is here. That's what it sound like. I'm like, man, what y'all doing up here? This is your captain speaking. Uh, we are hosting live from Veteran Memorial Stadium in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, the New Orleans. I'm like, come on, man. What are you doing? The Jackson State Tigers taking on the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Like, were you talking through a cup or something like that, man? Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the play late. Like, you already to see the touchdown. I mean, you already to see the pass and the deep, deep throw. And they still, they, they, just getting to it you know like the, i mean you'd have seen the, the scrummage and everything else like they late they a day late in the dollar short you ever had a bluetooth and then like your bluetooth be playing from behind like you be looking at the video and then all of a sudden like the, the voices ain't matching up <coughs> that's what it's like that's what it's like on there you, you see a pass down the field they they just getting to it that kind of stuff is that <laughs> yeah but uh we're about to take a break uh, and we have to uh, pay some bills. And this is uh, an announcement from Raycon. Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to thank the fine folks at Raycon Earbuds, being one of the official sponsors of the State of the Saints podcast, a part of the PSKN Podcast Network. You know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. You know, a lot of the guys that, you know, follow the New Orleans Saints. And it's been really, really great. And one of the reasons why it's been great is because of my brand new Raycon earbuds. I mean, they definitely can do it. Raycon is an everyday earbud. It looks, feels, and sounds great with optimized gel tips and a perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. That's incredible. Raycon are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of a premium audio brand. It's no wonder Raycon Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. All you have to do is go to Raycon.com today. Use the promo code TPPN15. That's TPPN15. You'll get 15% off of your Raycon order. Once again, use the promo code TPPN15. And you will save 15% on your Raycon earbud purchase. Trust me, you'll thank me later. We're back here on the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And we were talking a little bit about uh, the Saints-Carolina Panthers game week three. I'm also just reading some of your comments. I ask that you hit the like button. 
Uh, if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast, got the Pac-Man up here. Uh, Want to stop by. He ready for the game, as y'all can see. Got his Camaro jersey on. You going to say who that? Dad. Who that? Hey, you who that is. That is not my, my daddy's fault. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but anyway, we're going to read a few more comments. Then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Jameis will go four for four uh, with four touchdowns in the last four passes. Well, I hope you're right. I'm not, I can't even put a heck to the nile on it. Um, let's see. TJ, you're right. A lot of these people rather have their bias and narratives validated than to see a guy succeed. Classic hating. Yeah. It's the east side <laughs> for they side. We'd be like this. They used to call me crazy, Joe. Now they can call me Batman. I got hustlers, dealers, killers all in my school. Yeah, man. <laughs> Colton, Colton, this is Joe Clark. <laughs> My wife bought that for uh. Here you go, buddy. My wife bought this uh walkie-talkie. Uh, nah, nah, I don't want you to hit the siren. I'm gonna put this right here. He'll be somewhere to hit the siren for the show. But uh, yeah, my wife bought this like for Christmas last year, so I was like, man, that just made me think we was talking about lean on me. I like, man, let me see where that walkie talkie at. But yeah, yeah, man, that's that's what the quality of the game sound like the other day. It was it was it was pretty bad, man. It was pretty bad. Uh, but I'm about to go ahead and uh, head up out of here. Uh, thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. My final thoughts is very simple. Uh, control the time of possession. Let's let's make sure that we uh reduce the amount of turnovers in the game you know let's make sure that we focus on ball security and sustaining long drives also you should be able to get pressure on baker mayfield i mean it's not going to be easy the offensive line of the carolina panthers are okay right but you should find ways to be able to get some pressure get him off his spot also you babe you have to be able to neutralize christian mccaffrey uh i want a little bit more of a sound tackling uh from the new orleans saints uh the safeties have done a good job uh, I'm talking Marcus May and uh, Tyron Matthew. They've done some really good jobs when it comes to the tackling and helping and run support. Uh, let's get back to what the Saints do best, you know, stopping a run. I, I feel like that 145-yard total uh, rushing is a little bit uh, conflated due to the fact of how Atlanta played them. So I think they're a much better run defense than people give them credit for. So let's get back to, like, stopping a run and um, neutralizing Christian McCaffrey. And on the offensive side of the ball, once again, take what the defense gives you. Uh, make this a big game for Jarvis Landry because I feel like he will be the one that probably will be winning his matchups more times than not. And let's just try to get out of here with a W. I'm kind of happy that the New Orleans Saints are playing away because of for the last couple of years, um, they, you know, they've been playing really good away more so than at home. So hopefully they can continue that trend in order for them to get this win before they head across the pine uh, to take on the Minnesota Vikings. But we will be back, of course. Uh, you know the State of the Saints podcast gives you wall-to-wall coverage when the Saints play. Um, this week three prediction game is going to be exciting, and I look forward to an exciting matchup. And also, uh, we're going to be announcing on the uh, review show uh, the winner of the uh, Manscaped Ultimate Smooth Package here. We're going to be uh, announcing that uh, person. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, saying shouts out to her. Uh, she's the one that's going to do the drawing. Uh, and we're going to decide who's going to win. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm just going to pick the people that had the right answer, and uh, she's going to go ahead and, and pull some of those names. Like I said, it's no particular order because I haven't drawn just yet. I'm going to do that uh, 
before the game and then i'll announce uh who's going to win after the game you know i'll, I'll make sure that i do that so uh, you still have time and the question was uh who was the first saints player to score a touchdown in the 2021 season last year versus the green bay packers so if you know the answer uh hit go to uh state of the saints at gmail.com that's state of the saints at gmail.com and uh submit your answer there uh we got a few people that already uh answered the question like i said what we're going to do is give people some time probably answer the question we're going to do it old school style we're going to put the names in the head and she's just going to you know what I'm saying decide you know she's just going to pull one up and that's how we're going to end up deciding who's going to win all right but thank you so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast i ask that you hit the like button subscribe if you have not already previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, and anchor fm and i hope you all enjoyed the game uh we'll be back with you for the halftime report uh here on the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints till next time all i gotta say is who that <laughs>